Welcome to this inspiring message brought to you by Kingsword Media Outreach, a part of Kingsword Ministries International. We hope this teaching inspires you and transforms you into all that God has destined you to be. Please stay tuned for more information about Kingsword Ministries International following this message. May God bless you as you listen. Kingdom codes, kingdom codes. Matthew chapter 13, verse 44 makes it clear that the kingdom of God that you and I are part of is full of treasures. Is full of treasures. It says the kingdom of God is like treasure hidden in a field which is a which a man found and hid. So now, if you don't celebrate the kingdom, is because you have not found it. To find the kingdom simply means you must have a revelation. It has to be revealed to you. If you know what the kingdom carries, your sense of value for the kingdom, we appreciate. And he says, which a man found and hid. So when you find the kingdom, you protect it. How do you protect it? You make sure you surround yourself with relationship that will not compromise the operations of the kingdom because the kingdom has become the most important thing in your life. More than your natural family, the kingdom comes forth. You know, there are people that are so addicted to their natural family and there's nothing wrong about loving your family. But if you love your natural family more than the kingdom of God, there's a problem. Because as great as your family members are, they can't help you like God. So your commitment to God should be primary. I said something in the first service. I said the next time somebody says, oh, you spend all your time in church, you say, yes, I do. Because that's the way it ought to be. Ladies and gentlemen, get over it. You cannot escape us. After your 85 years or 100 years or 125 years or 200 years or not, guess what? You will end up in a place full of us. You better pray for your family members that are not safe because they will not be there. So get used to hanging with us because you will have to hang out with us for eternity. The kingdom is everything. And the Bible says you are in the world, but you are, you are not of the world. He said you have been delivered from the power of darkness and translated and moved and conveyed to the kingdom of God's dear son. You are part of a new system. And this system should be the most important system t- for you. Your consciousness of the kingdom of God should be much more than that of the corporate world. The corporate world can save you. And in fact, things are so messed up. And that's why you got to elevate the kingdom. Because the only thing that works now is the kingdom. The Bible says in Micah chapter 4 verse 1, referring to the kingdom of God, he said, in the last days shall the mountain of the house of the law be exalted above every other mountain and every hills and nations will flow to it. We're in a season of kingdom celebration. This is the golden age of the kingdom. The kingdom will be celebrated more than anything. And for you to have the kingdom and not value the kingdom is a big problem. When you find the treasures in the kingdom, you embrace it and you make it everything. He said when, you, when, you, when he finds the treasure, he hides it. He protects it. He keeps it. Don't let no uncle of yours mess with the kingdom. Say, oh, you are one of those people that give that. You give your money to the church. Say, uncle, please, you can touch everything. Don't touch that part. 
Are you talking to me like that? Yes, I'm talking to you. I love you, but you don't touch my God. God is looking for people that will stand for him. Somebody shout, Amen. Amen. What are you willing to leave for the kingdom? That's the question. Abraham left his family for the kingdom. It's not, it's not that God is saying, oh, once you get saved, walk away from your natural family. No, that's not what I'm saying. But don't allow anything to tamper with the kingdom. Because the kingdom is the most important thing where you're concerned. You are part of a kingdom that is real. The kingdom might not be physical, but it's more than everything physical. In fact, everything physical has its root from that world, the world of the spirit, and that's where that kingdom exists. So throughout this month, I'm going to be teaching on what I call kingdom codes. Codes is defined as a set of standards set forth and enforced by a government agency and a system or collection of rules or of rules and regulation and a system of communication. A system of communication. How do we communicate and connect in the kingdom? You know, a bunch of people, what they do is religion. They have no understanding, no revelation. And you know, I, I was talking yesterday during the workers' retreat, and I said something. I said, one of the things that came with this commission is a hatred for religion. Maybe you didn't hear me very well. Let me say it again. A hatred for religion. I hate religion. Religion is doing things over and over without results and you are not bothered. Now, if you don't get bothered by lack of result, you have a problem. You need to be delivered. Why should you keep on going to a place and nothing is changing your life? He said, behold, I and the children of the Lord has given me alpha signs and wonders. So if signs and wonders are not taking place, then there's a problem. If you're part of a church where people are dying, anyhow, wrong! People are not to be buried. They are not supposed to be buried in church. They should be raised from the dead in the church. Everything is dead, even from the pew to the path to the, to the pulpit, everything. Even the furniture, everything is dead. And you say, oh, it's a family church. How can your family be connected to something evil? Deliver yourself! You know, people go to church for different reasons, for, for socialization. Now, if you want to socialize, go, go to a club. But you come to church to experience God. And this God is a powerful God. It's a God that changes. Anything the touch is turned to gold. He spoke to darkness. He said, let there be light. And there was light. That's the God I'm talking about. He said, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And now you go through services and meetings and nothing changes. Everything is flat. You are not touched. You are not touching anything. Everything is just static. Wrong. That is not a place to go. And I have a zero tolerance for religion. I can't take it. I can be part of something where nothing is moving. There must be dynamics. Things must move. Things must change. Lives must be, must be impacted. There must be growth. There must be transformation. If this God is so powerful, how can we be so powerless? If this God is, this is that potent, how can we be impotent? If this God is that impactful, and we call ourselves his children. How can we go through life without impacting lives? It ought not to be. Turn to your neighbor and say, it ought not to be. Come on, shout, say, it ought not to be. But the reason why a lot of Christians are just walking in religion without results is because they don't understand the kingdom codes. They are codes of the kingdom. When you understand these codes, things open up for you. Your destiny opens up. You stop struggling. 
You start excelling naturally. You get results naturally, supernaturally, supernaturally, naturally. The natural and the supernatural, they will match for you. Your world will answer to you in dominion. Rather than being subdued, you will subdue. But there are kingdom codes. And the first one that we're dealing with is faith. Faith. Faith is not a religious terminology. What faith are you? Oh, Bama faith. Uh, Hindu. No, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the reality of faith. Faith according to God. In the first service, I define faith as an active partnership. Not a passive one. Active partnership. You realize all the people mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11, they had active partnership with God. They had active partnership with an invisible God that qualified them for impossible tasks. All of them, they had relationship. If you want to enter that list, if you want to be part of the heroes of faith of your generation, you must have an active partnership. Stop the religion. Be real. Have a real relationship with God. Stop the nonsense. Active partnership with God. That kind of partnership will deliver your word to you. Everything we answer to you. You will speak to the sea and the sea will split. You will speak to the sun and the moon and they will obey you. Every element of this natural world will salute you. When you understand what I'm talking about. Rather than just playing around calling it Christianity or Christianism or whatever you call it. You must know God actively. And stop playing games all over the place. You must know him actively. He must be real to you. You might even quote scriptures like a parrot and not know him. So it's not just talking. How many scriptures did Abraham, did he, did he, did he, how many scriptures did he quote? No, there's nothing wrong in quoting scripture, but you know, we have abused so many things. We have made religion out of it. The devil can quote scriptures. But the question is, do you know him? What scripture was Daniel quoting? But they knew God. He said, they that know their God, that's faith. They that know their God shall be strong. And they shall do. Now, the reason why the world around you does not respect you is because you are not doing anything. Say, they that know their God shall be strong and they shall do. That's faith. Not just playing around, marking register, this is my church, this is my parish. I hate it. Have a relationship with God. Everybody at your workplace must salute you. They must know there's something different about you. When your name is mentioned, it must command attention. Everybody must know this is different. Now, now that's what Christianity is all about. Say these are the ones that turn their world upside down. That was the testimony of the early disciples. What's your testimony? Oh, that one. He, he said he goes to a church. No, that must stop. It's a nonsense thing. We need to stop it. We must understand the kingdom and understand how it works. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Don't try it. So faith is at the center point of this thing we're talking about. Without it, no pleasing, no connection, no communication. 
without faith. Faith must be understood. May faith must be real to you. You must have that active partnership. You know, the Bible says with God, all things are possible. So if things are not possible for you, it's because you are not with God. <laughs> and it takes faith to be with God. Faith puts your, the divine nature of God on your natural self. And it puts you on a platform of doing the impossible. With God. Is that with mere men, this cannot be done. But with God. But faith is designed to put you on that level with God. And all the heroes of faith, in Hebrews chapter 11, they were with God. So if you understand these principles, you will be with God and do the impossible. With God. With God. With God. That label of God should be so bold on us. With God. It is impossible to please God without faith. Because faith puts you with God. The first thing you must understand where the faith code is concerned is faith ears. Faith ears. And you know, the Bible says in Romans chapter 10 verse 17, it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now the question is, are you doing enough to hear? Everything we do in the church must be targeted towards hearing. Because it, it takes hearing from God to have faith. Now, it's different to, it, it, there's, there's a difference between hearing the word of God and hearing from God. <laughs> when you hear from God, faith comes alive. And that's the starting point of faith. You must hear from God. You know, there's so many people in the church whose ears are blocked. They can't hear. Is it not sad that in our generation when you start talking about, you know, God told me, people start looking at you strangely. Then what are we doing? No wonder we are limited. Because if you are not hearing from God, <laughs> you are a mere man. You are a child of God with a label. But that does not reflect the nature. You must hear. He said, he wakes me up morning by morning. For me to hear. You must hear. Now, I'm not just talking about doing quiet time. Maybe in fact, that's the problem. Your quiet time is too quiet. Because the Bible says his voice is like thunder. <laughs> There must be some thundering going on in your ears. You must get to a point that your ears are heavy because he's speaking. So you read to hear. You meditate to hear. You listen to messages to hear. You read books to hear. You study to hear. You pray to hear. You worship to hear. Because until you hear, no faith. Faith comes by hearing. Not just the written word. There's a voice behind the written word. And it takes catching that voice for faith to be born. So faith is not just a philosophy. It's real. But it starts with the voice of God. Even in the word of faith movement, there are so many so-called word of faith that have no clue where faith is concerned. 
What can a pagan did by revelation? They are just doing it by religion. And that's why the results between the gap between them and Keretegi is like day and that night. There's so many people that went to Rema that disgrace. They are disgraced to their generation today. Talking about Rema Bible School, Tosa, let's stop all the religion. Yeah, yeah, I'm for Keretegi, I'm for Kenekopla. Shut up. We're talking about faith. Do you understand faith? Is faith real to you? What they did by revelation, now you are doing it by religion. There's this this word of faith, pomposity. We are word of faith. Word of what? Your word of faith should be announced by result. Your word of faith should be what? Announced by what? Result. You are more of a cult than anything. That's all I'm talking about. Here. Yeah. Everybody that did something tangible in their generation, everybody that was part of Hebrews 11, heart. Are you hearing? Is God speaking to you? If you have to go lock yourself up in a hotel, go and do it. Three days. Somebody said, Three days for what? To hear. Until I hear, I'm going nowhere. Because if I don't hear, I'm limited. For me to be with God, I must hear. If your life must matter, you must hear. You must hear. Say his, his voice is stronger than that of many. Oh, Jesus. It's, let me show you something about his voice. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Psalm 29. Ooh. You know, I just hate religion. Let's get this thing right. Stop deceiving herself. Psalm 20, 29. Verse 3 says, The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. Can you see? Thunders. It must be that clear, like a thunder. He said, The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. Verse 7 says, the voice of the Lord divides the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. So if you're in a wilderness experience and get that voice at work, it will shake that wilderness. Verse 9 says, the voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth. And strips the forest bare. He strips the forest bare. That's what you need. For you to stop the religion, you must get hold of that voice. So, reading the Bible is to get the voice. Being in a service like this is to get that voice. Now, you, you, know, you know, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, he was talking about the letter that kills and the spirit that gives life. You know, a lot of places, what they do now is they deal with letters that what? Kill. From the pulpit, letter that kills. That man did not hear the voice of the Lord before he started preaching. Now, as a preacher, if I'm not hearing. And you know, you can whoop without the voice. I'm not saying everybody that is whooping is without the voice, but most of them are without the voice. It's just a professional thing. You know, you, you, you punctuate your, 
your sermon it gets to a point you just you raise it you fall you start talking quietly quietly and you start raising it. you know it's professionalism and after a while you just Stop the nonsense. I don't know what you're going through, but everything shall be alright. Without the voice, nothing will be alright. <laughs> Tell some people, oh, all is well. Nothing is well. Give us the voice. Stop the religion. The letter kill it. But the spirit gives life. Somebody shall lie. You know, it takes the voice of the Lord to bring out that life in the world. And when that life eats your heart, faith comes alive. And that's how to do the impossible. I don't know if you want to do the impossible. Then go for the, go for the voice. Stay in the world until you get the voice. I don't know what you're trying to win, the battle you're trying to win in life. There is a voice that proclaims your victory. And you must labor. Somebody say labor. Somebody shall labor. You know, a lot of people are turning all over the place trying to get another job, trying to increase their hours. But listen to me. What you need primarily is the voice. Once you get the voice, everything, every other thing will line up. So faith is. That's the starting point of faith here. What are you saying? Before you marry that fool. Here. Here. Two. Faith conceives. Ooh, faith conceives. There is a conception of faith. Faith conceives. There is a conception of faith that qualifies you for the delivery of result. Until you are pregnant, you have no right to be in the labor room. A lot of people are trying to push what is not there. Push, push what? There's nothing there. (laughs) You can only push if you're pregnant. And not just any pregnant. If you push a three months pregnancy, that's called abortion. You must be super pregnant. You know, the kind of pregnancy that nobody can deny it. You know, you know, someone says, oh yeah, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody that I'm pregnant. You are not, you are not, so, you are not so pregnant. There's a pregnancy that announces it. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You come out and everybody, nobody sees you. They see it. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. You know, there's some culture very interesting. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. Where did that come from? You are afraid. Let's say it is because you are afraid. You are afraid somebody will kill your baby. That's why you are not there. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. Let's keep it. Somebody is watching this by live stream. I'm talking to you. Don't tell anybody. Just let's keep it. You are afraid. No, there's a saying where I came from that, you know, if your, if your yam is increasing or whatever, say so you cover it with your hand. Now, there are some yams that cannot be covered. They will push your hand away. 
and I was talking to one of my relatives a few years back, you know, you know, all this cultural stuff, you know, you're going, you're going to, to Africa, you and say, and you know, didn't tell anybody. And I'm like, say, I didn't tell them you are coming. I'm like, why? I said, the flyers are all over the city. <laughs> I'm preaching at national stadium and you are hiding it from your friend. He said, I know, you know, you can't be telling. I said, tell what? He said, it's too late. He said, God has gotten me to a point that you can't hide me again. Number one, I did not employ you to hide me. <coughs> he said, ah, no, don't tell anybody. Is it because they will crash my plane or what? You know, some traditional thinking that has no word basis. But this afternoon, I'm talking about getting pregnant with the word. You are so pregnant. You have conceived the word. You are super pregnant that when you show up everywhere, the first thing they see is your pregnancy. It's protruding all over the place. You know, there's some pregnancy there like this. Like a cone. You need to be that pregnant with the seed of God's word. And to get that pregnant, there is something called hope. The Bible says, Oh, make it not ashamed. Oh, speaks of that image. The image of the desired result. To be thoroughly convinced and persuaded. That's all you see. He has taken over your mind. When you are sleeping, you see it. When you wake up, you see it. It's a faith, it's the substance of things. Hoped for. I'm not talking about some wishy-wishy weak stuff. No. I'm talking about a strong image of your expectation. I know it. The same way I know my name. Faith conceives. Fully persuaded. Thoroughly convinced. Until you get there, you've not done anything. So you hear, then you get pregnant. Oh, anything he tells you, get impregnated with it. Let it fill your faith embryo. Romans chapter 4, verse 16. Talking about the father of faith himself. Abraham. He said, therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham. Are you of the faith of Abraham? So he's talking to you. Who is the father of us all? Now, let's see what your father did. Verse 17. As it is written, can you see? I have made you a father of many nations. That's what he had. He had it. In the presence of him whom he believed. God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Verse 18. He says, who contrary to hope in hope believed. Who hmm. contrary to hope in hope believed. That tells you there are two kinds of hopes being talked about there. There is a natural hope and there is a what? Supernatural hope. According to the natural hope, forget it. 
you are 99. You can't have a baby. The supernatural hope. So shall your seed be. That's what he had. So he got pregnant based on so shall your seed be. And that pregnancy led to a supernatural hope. There was an image of multitudes of children. There was an image of nations. And 99 years was just a statistic after that. Oh, you, you're not listening to me. I said, being 99 was not enough to stop that hope. Oh, let's say the There is a supernatural hope that comes through conception of what you have had that makes you unstoppable. And you carry that pregnancy all over the place. Someone say, oh, are you sure? I say, I'm pregnant. Are you sure the baby is there? The baby is kicking. I'm pregnant. Oh my God, it eats you from time to time. That baby just kicks you. Say, yes, he's there. I am pregnant. There is a supernatural hope I've conceived from what he said. So you must get really pregnant with what God has said. So you must say, then you must conceive. Someone say conceive. So the first stage is here. The second stage is what? Conceive. The third stage. We're talking about the faith code. Faith sees the invisible. So faith is not blind. Faith sees. Faith sees. Now let me tell you something about God's word. God's word is meant to be seen. Someone say, prove it to me. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18, I believe. He said that the eyes of your understanding might be enlightened. Then you might know. Give me that scripture, Ephesians chapter 1. He said that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Somebody shall no more blindness. Come on, shall we say, no more blindness. So, he speaks, you hear, you get pregnant, and you see. Faith sees. Faith is not blind. Faith sees. You see it. You can see it so clearly. I see it. I see it. I don't know what God has spoken to you. You know, you must stay with what God has said until you can see it. Did you hear me? You must stay with what he has said until you see. He speaks. You, you get pregnant and you see. It must be clear. Faith sees. So until you see, you are not in faith. If you are in faith, you must see. So faith hears, faith conceives, and faith sees. Habakkuk chapter 2. Faith sees clearly. Habakkuk chapter 2 from verse 2. He said, write the vision. Make it plain that he may run that reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. Can you see it? I've conceived it. I've written it. The vision is clear. He said, but at the end it will speak. And it will not lie. He said, though it tarries, wait for it. Because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Verse 4. He says, behold the proud. His soul is not upright in him. But the just shall live by faith. That tells you something. Habakkuk chapter 2. Chapter 2, verse 2. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3. They are all talking about the just shall live by faith. 
is a major part. Write the vision. Make it please. See it clearly. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3. Faith sees. Faith sees. Faith sees. Is that if our gospel is veiled or concealed? It is it is veiled or concealed to those who are perishing. Verse 4 says, it says, whose minds are declared that your spiritual that your minds, your spiritual minds are open up right now. Amen. He said, whose minds the God of this world has blinded. Can you see? But when faith is in operation, you are no longer blind. Can you now see? Who do not believe? Who do not believe? So, people that don't believe are like that because they are blind. Faith sees. Faith sees. He said, who do not believe? Can you see? Lest the light of the glory of the, of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is the image of God should shine on them. Who do not believe? They are blind and they can't believe. But when you see through the eyes of faith, boy, you are unstoppable. So faith is, faith conceives and faith sees for faith speaks <laughs> we're talking about active partnership with deity you can't have that partnership and be quiet faith is talkative and loud faith is what talkative and loud check Genesis chapter 1 and according to Hebrews chapter 11, that was faith in operation. God framed the whole world by his words in faith, right? How did he do it? And God said, and God said, and God said, and God said, that's your father. So what kind of a child are you? Mute all over the place. No. When you see darkness, you say light, light be. You don't cry over darkness. You declare light. Light be. I don't know how to do. I don't know everything. Is solid. Bring it up. Up be. <laughs> Faith speaks. It's the devil that's trying to get you quiet. You talk. Of course, you talk right. Because God did not see darkness. Eh? Darkness. He did not even utter anything that looked like darkness. He spoke what he wanted. Faith speaks. I said faith speaks. I said faith speaks. So if you have that active, part active partnership with God to do the impossible, you talk. Don't anybody say talk. Shari said talk. Talk, talk. Somebody said what do you talk? What you heard? I've been talking since 2009. King's Word everywhere. He changed everything. Listen, gentlemen. He changed everything. In fact, King's Word Ministry International is just a former document now. As far as I'm concerned, King's Word is where. That's what I saw. It's not a branding. He said it. I saw it. I was in the service October 2009. I just saw it. King's Word and I saw that everywhere. So I called him and I said, slant that everywhere. That's what I saw. Don't worry. We're going to put a globe around it. I saw more recently. We're going to put a globe around it. Make it a full... A full logo now. So everything has changed. The ministry package, everything has changed. Because he spoke. And I saw. And I started saying it. And it's happening. And since October last year, we've been planting one church every month. 
And the kind of results we're not getting in church planting, we started getting. Things started swelling. Why? He spoke. He spoke. I saw. I conceived it. And I'm saying it. Faith speaks. Speak what you have. That's why God has to change the tongue of Abraham. He said, come here. You can't be going by that name again. You need a change of name. You must speak in line with what I've said. I said, so shall it be. But your name does not look like it. So start calling yourself a different name. Not only you, the woman that will carry that seed. Her name must change. What falls out of your lips must be in line with what God has said over your destiny. Death and life and the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So you reap the harvest of your lips. Do you know where you are today? You brought yourself there by talking. You said it. I don't know how things are going. That's why things are so bad now. Now, if you want to change it, then change what you are saying. Oh, the part of a righteous man is like a shining plan. And it's shining brighter and brighter until what? A glorious day. Faith speaks. Faith. Now, let's go back to Romans chapter 4 verse 18. Oh, I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Faith speaks. Faith speaks. Romans chapter 4 verse 17, verse 18. Oh, was it verse 17? Move to verse 17. Verse 17, the previous verse. It, it says, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he, he believed, right? God who gives life to the dead. How? And calls those things which do not exist as though they did. That's not lying. That's faith. Is somebody listening to me? Faith calls. Somebody say faith calls. Faith calls. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me show you what the Holy Spirit showed me. Mr. Moyo. What did I do? Lois. <laughs> what did I do? What happened? What do you need? Anything you need. What do you do? What do you do? So you are not just talking. You are. So how can it be a lie? You called it. You call it. But now, that calling is not natural. It's supernatural. Go back to Romans chapter 4. That, that scripture. It's a verse that you know what? It says, he calls those things which do not exist as though they did. That tells you something. Faith is creative. So that calling is a creative calling. Now, I called Lois. Lois was there. She came. Now, 
faith has so much power that even if what you are calling is not in existence, that calling creates it. So you are not just talking. You are calling. You are doing creative calling. Call your children. Is somebody listening? Call your spouse. <laughs> oh, I'm not just going to marry any fool. I'm marrying an intelligent man. I'm marrying the best man in town. I'm marrying an anointed man. I'm marrying a man of destiny. I'm marrying a man of purpose. I'm marrying a man that loves God. I call you now. Rather than trying to convert some demon-filled men, why not call a righteous man? Don't bring yourself that low. Say, don't worry, I'll marry him and change him. Call him. I say, call him. Come here. Faith calls. What do you need called this this afternoon? Just call it. Don't we say call it? Come on, Shara, say, call it. Somebody shout, call it. Call the health of your children. Did you hear me? Call the, the wealth of your finances. Call a good career. Call it. Faith speaks. Jesus called that fig tree dead in Mark chapter 11. And he died. Give me Mark eleven twenty three. Oh, faith speaks. Faith is not quiet. He speaks. He's a talkative. It has a talkative personality. He's always talking. And God said, and God said, I'll show you that later. He said, for surely I say to you, whoever say to this mountain, be removed and be that cows into the sea. How did he start? Whosoever Whosoever, whosoever, be removed because of the same. That's and does not things our believes that those things which he says will be done. The last phrase: He will have whatever he. Now I want you to do something. The first phrase and the last phrase. Not just remove the middle phrase. Just join in. Let's start from the first first one. One, two, three, go. Stop. Last phrase. You know you are created in the image of and likeness of God. And it says you have this capacity to call what you want. The same way I called your world into manifestation. You call your own world. Did you hear me? The world you have is the world you call. The world you have is the world you call. Call it. It's not just animals that you are anointed to call. <laughs> you know, in Genesis, I believe Genesis chapter 2, the animals were, were, were placed in front of Adam and he said, call them. And whatever he called them, they were called. So you call your own world. I call a world of prosperity. I call a world of security. I call a world of deliverance. I call a world of health. 
I call a word of marital bliss. Genesis chapter 1. Call your word. Faith speaks. Faith calls the things that be not as though they were. Verse 3. Pick up your Bible, everybody. Let's run through it. The first phrase. Read it, everybody. Come on, share it. Verse 6. The first phrase. Verse 9. The first phrase. Verse 14. The first phrase. Are you still calling? Verse 20. Verse, verse 24, verse 26, verse 29, verse 31. He said and said and said and said and said and said and saw. So you say to see. What did I say? say to you. you say to see. I don't know. I don't know where you came from. I don't know which side of the family you came from. Everybody in our family is brilliant. Look at you. Look at your results. You just created a dollar. Even when the results don't look that does not look like it. Call it the brightest in your class. You are smart. You are intelligent. There's a lady here who's always saying, I don't know maths. And that's why you've been feeling it. You call that great at the beginning of the semester. I don't know maths. And the manifestation of you do not know maths is waiting for you. So faith speaks five. Faith dares the impossible. Faith is daring. Faith is courageous. Faith is bold. Faith is not afraid. In fact, if you feel fear, still dare it. Do it afraid. It's still better than to not doing it at all. Faith dares. Are you that daring? We're talking about kingdom code. How to access the treasures of the kingdom. If you're in faith, if you have that active partnership, you will be daring. Because that world is thundering all over your being. It's pushing you. It's your, it's your energy to do. And it makes you extremely daring. You can face anything. For as long as it spoke, I'm covered. I don't know what God has spoken to you. We moved to this city in 2002 because he spoke. Why resign his job? Anyway, I had no job to resign. I was my own employer. Anyway, everyone's my employer. So I just came. 
and we came. Somebody said, is there a job? I said, there's a job. Somebody said, which I said, God. There was no fear. In fact, there was excitement. Ask my wife. We were all excited. Let's go to Chicago. Because he spoke. February 2002. Go to Chicago and raise me, people. He spoke. And we dare it. Ladies and gentlemen, you must dare the impossible to achieve the impossible. Just dare it. You know, all this staying in your comfort zone, you know, all those small, small steps. I believe one step at a time. I know. But when God has spoken, just dare it. Dare it. If you wait too long, everything will cross your head. Dare it. I believe 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6. God spoke. He said, by this time tomorrow, everything will be cheap. There will be abundance in the land. And the man on on whose hand the king leaned, Say, how will this be? He said, don't worry. It will be, but you will not be part of it. You will see it, but they'll be marching on you as you are saying it. <laughs> so he watched the miracle dead. He was watching and he was dying. This is a picture. Somebody stepped on him. And he said, wow, he's there. Another person stepped. He's there. Another person stepped. Before they, they eventually killed him. In doubt. Doubt will kill you. Just dare it. If God has spoken, dare it. Stop rationalizing. Some of you, your head is just so analytical across everything. Just dare it. Faith is not afraid. Daniel chapter 3. Verse 16. It says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. Oh, I love that. Very daring set of people. They were slaves. But they were so convinced. This is what to do. He said, if that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fairy furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your God, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Dearly, they saw a fiery furnace, and yet they were not afraid. I don't see any fiery furnace in front of anyone here. And yet you are afraid of, ah, yeah. What if there's no fiery furnace in front of you and you are this afraid? What will you do in the presence of a fiery furnace? You will run. Say, no, 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 bring the gold, let's have it. No, God will understand. I will ask for forgiveness and is faithful and just to forgive me. That's what you will say. He will forgive you, but guess what? He will send you back to kindergarten. If you are always asking for forgiveness, when you should have graduated from that temptation, everyone can trust you. No worry, you are still a child, but you're a baby. And you don't entrust, you know, depth into the hands of babies. That's the problem with always asking forgiveness. Lord, you understand. Some of you, you won't ask for forgiveness in advance because you are planning to. <laughs> so. No, he won't throw you out of his kingdom. It's just that he can't trust you. 
Now, the question is, do you want to remain a baby in the kingdom forever? Always sinning and asking for God forgiveness. Paul said, when we were babies, we talked like babies, we acted like babies. Now we're grown up. Let's start acting like grown ups. We need grown ups in the body. I mean, are you not tired of changing diapers? Every 30 minutes, Lord, I'm sorry. Give me a new diaper. house is full of dirty diapers because you have to be changed every 30 minutes Bam, you have oh, my bad i'm sorry lord <laughs> very daring we are not afraid bring your fairy funnies we'll be fine and you know what god supernaturally delivered them they were not touched the people that threw them died <laughs> But they were preserved. If you will not bow, you will not burn. Anything you compromise to get, you will eventually lose. All those little, little compromises, throw it out of the garbage, throw it to the garbage, and become daring. If God has spoken, let's do it. Stop negotiating with God. God, what have, if I do this? Shut up. It's not your contract partner. Faith is daring. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were daring. Daniel was daring. He shot the mouth of the lion. He's in Hebrews 11. By faith, the lions could not hit him. So faith is what? Daring. I'm loving this. Six, faith acts based on conviction. Faith is not only convinced, it acts based on his conviction. Now, if you are that convinced, then act. Faith acts. That's the work of faith. W-O-R-K, work of faith. Faith works by acting. It acts. It acts. It's action. Go and read my book, Elements of of Overcoming Faith. Faith acts. Let's see some action. That's the way you will be convinced that you are thoroughly convinced. Mark chapter 4. The woman with the issue of blood. She said in her heart, if I may only touch. But she was not just speaking, she was acting. She moved towards the crowd. She pressed in the crowd. In this season, somebody needs to start pressing in. Yo, that issue of blood is about to get dry. But you must stand up and start walking towards Jesus. And heart pressing. As she was hurting, the blood was drying. She touched. She walked. Did some pushing here and there. You need to start walking towards your destiny. God has spoken. You dare it and start acting. Faith is not just daring. It acts. But it does not act foolishly. It acts appropriately. There's an appropriate action. Don't just act, you know. Oh, yeah. Don't act on someone's testimony. Sister Shola got healed of short sightedness by breaking her glasses. Lord, I'm breaking my glasses. That's not the kind of actions I'm talking about. That's foolishness. Now, maybe God spoke to Sister Shola, break your glasses. But did he tell you that? Maybe for you, it's like put your glasses in your pocket. 
we act on the word, not on someone's testimony. What you had. Don't we never act appropriately? Are we enjoying this? I'm almost done. This is a classic. I gotta listen to it myself. So faith acts based on his conviction. Seven. Faith considers not. We're talking about the kingdom code of faith. Faith considers not. The question is, what do you have on your mind? What God spoke to you or what you are seeing? In the natural. In the first place, you should not be seeing what you are seeing. Because you ought to be seeing what he said. He said that the eyes of your understanding might be enlightened that you may know. If your eyes of understanding are really enlightened, you will be beyond what you are seeing in the natural because you have seen something on another level. Faith considers not. Romans chapter 4. Let's go back to Romans. Let's go back to us, uh, our, our classic study. The father of faith himself. Romans chapter 4, verse 19. Oh my God, I love this. Romans chapter 4, verse 19. Faith considers not. What are you considering? What do you have on your mind? All the time. He says, and not being weak in faith. That was Abram. In faith, he did not consider his own body. He did not consider his own body. He did not consider his own body. He did not pay attention to his own body. He was 99 years old, but he was not paying attention to his whole body. Which was already dead. Not dying. It was dead. His body was dead. He had, he had lost his capacity as a man. He had become an impotent Man, he was about 100 years old. And it makes sense in the natural. What kind of action can a 100 year old man deliver? And to make matters worse, with a 90 year old woman, you put a 100 year old man and a 90 year old woman in a room closet and say, do something. What are they going to do? So you can understand why Sarah laughed. You know, before that word sank in, Sarah laughed. He, she laughed. Don't you look at me. I'm 90 years old. I cannot deliver. <laughs> they were in retirement. No more intimacy. But God spoke. I've not given up. On what I told you when you were 75. In 20, 24 years after, after you have tried different things. I'm still saying the same thing. Maybe somebody here needs to go back to the last word God spoke. 24 years after. After Ishmael had shown up. After he had told God, you know what about this chief servant in my house? Can, can, can he be the heir? God was still saying the same thing. He said, go back to the last instruction I gave you. So shall your seed be. So eventually, Abraham embraced that word. And he stopped considering the natural. Turn to your neighbor and say, faith considers not the natural. Faith does not pay attention on the natural. It focuses on what was said. Because what was said has the capacity to bat itself. God is saying, you don't need to help me. Just walk with what I've said. If I say, come Peter, 
that calm has the capacity to float you on water. For as long as Peter will stay on calm, he will not sink. He considers not. What are you considering? What was said or what you see? Faith does not pay attention to the natural. Jesus said, let us go to the other side. Mark chapter 4 verse 35. Guess what? The wind and the sea, oh, everything just went, went against them. But Jesus was still sleeping in the stand part of the ship because he knew what he said. Oh my God. He knew what he said. He knew what he said. He had the revelation of what he said. Guess what? They came to disturb him. Master, don't you care? That will perish. And he stood up. The Bible says he rebuked the wind and the sea and everything come down. He said, peace be still. There might be a stormy situation after God has spoken. But God told me to tell you, he said, consider not. Don't you remember? He said, consider not. You know, Jesus did not turn to the disciples and say, I understand. You know, it's stormy. You know, you know, I can uh-uh. No, I refuse to consider. You should know better. He said, why are you so afraid? Oh, ye of little faith. I spoke to you. We are going to the other side. That's all you need. Consider not. Oh, but master, don't you even, don't you even care? He's stormy all over this way. God said, before the storm, I spoke. So why not focus on what I said? The storm will come and go. But my word stays forever. So pay attention to my word. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, Pay attention to his word and stop considering what you see. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. Consider not. Consider not. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. It says, Why we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. God says, stop focusing on what you can see in the natural. For what you see in the natural is subject to change. And it will change. But what I've said has an eternal value. Is heaven and earth will pass away. But a thought of my word will not go unfulfilled. So pay attention to what is eternal. And stop looking at what is temporary. Is that what you see? The stormy situation, your finances is temporary. What is going on in your marriage is temporary. Oh, that boss that is screaming at you at your workplace is temporary. But what I've said is eternal. Faith considers not. But listen, and gentlemen, if you don't have a wall to hold on to, you will consider everything. Even if a fly flies, you will follow it. A fly will move you. Everything will touch you. Because you have nothing to hold on. But if you had at the beginning, if you got pregnant with it, oh, that if you are saying alongside with it, there will be a storm and you will ignore the storm and you keep on walking. I know what I had. Forever, oh Lord, your word is settled. I had your voice. And the last one. Am I at seven or eight? Faith expects patiently. Faith 
expects patiently. Faith does not just expect, it expects patiently or in patience. Faith expects patiently. Now, you know, I define faith as an active part- partnership with God, right? Likewise, patience is an active thing. A lot of us, when the word patience is mentioned, what the mindset you have is, hmm, it will come. I will wait. It will come. No, that's, that's, that's very boring. God is not that boring. The kind of patience I'm talking about, he's coming! I'm consistent. It means to be consistently constant. Consistent doing the same thing. You are still laughing. You are still rejoicing. <laughs> like nothing happened. It's like that boy in school. Every other parent is coming to pick their kids. But his own dad is yet to come. And he's still playing. Are you not poor dad? Your dad is not yet here. He's coming. He's my dad. He will come. Don't you think we should do something? Call him. No, don't bother. My, I know my dad. He can't, he can't forget me in school. I hope nobody has forgotten his kid in school here before. He's coming. He's coming. And bam. He comes. See you. He enters the car. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what God has promised you. God told me to tell you, he said, wait patiently. Turn to your neighbor say, wait patiently. Remain consistently constant. I know. Faith expects patiently. It's not moved. Not sadly patient. Actively patient. Not worriedly patient. No anxiety. Patience. You know. Hmm. I will wait upon the Lord. No, that, you're not waiting. You are waiting in anxiety. Hmm. After all, he says, that wait upon me. You're not renew anything like that. If you want to renew strength, stop worrying. Stop talking to your neighbor. Say, neighbor, faith does not worry. He's, he's convinced. He that will come, we come. He said, though he tarry, wait for it. Abaku chapter 2 verse 3. Wait for it. He's coming. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12 says, Be not slothful, but be ye followers of them that through faith and patience inherited the promise. Now, for you to inherit in this kingdom, you must marry your faith with patience. Be ye followers. Hebrews 6 12. Can you display it? Be ye followers of them that through faith and patience. Match patience with faith. I'm convinced he will deliver. I'm staying on the word, the word I had. He that will come, we come. I believe him. He will not fail me. I said he will not fail me. And the last one. Wow. Wow. What a message. Faith rejoices. Stand up. Let's demonstrate this one. As a faith. You've been sitting down for the last one hour. Get up, my friend. Get up, get up. Faith does not sit down. He rejoices. Faith does not sit down. He rejoices. Stand up. Don't you never say faith maintains an atmosphere of joy all the time. Told the Philippians church, Paul, he said, Rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say, Rejoice when you fall into diverse trials and temptation. Rejoice. 
patience of have is complete work. Rejoice. Rejoice. Again I say rejoice. Romans chapter 4 verse 20. Faith rejoices. Faith is always giving thanks to God. Faith is celebrating. Faith is saying it will happen. It must happen. <laughs> it will not fail. It will deliver. Look at Abraham. He said he did not waver or stagger the promise of God to unbelief. So unbelief is crying. Unbelief is being anxious. Stop wavering. He said he, was, he did not waver or stagger the promise of God to unbelief. God was strengthened in faith. So strength in faith is demonstrated in praise. Strength in faith is demonstrated in what? Praise. Can you praise him when it does not look like it? I don't need it to show up before I start praising. Because he's based on the integrity of the speaker. I know he will not lie. Say, I'm no man that should lie. Neither the son of man that should repent. If he said it, he will deliver it. Strengthen in faith, giving glory to God. And the last scripture, First Peter chapter one verse eight. Strengthen in faith, giving glory to God. Look at this. Is a whom, having not seen, you love. Though now you do not seem, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. Give me the King James Version. First Peter 1 8. Is there whom having not seen you love? In whom though now you see him not yet believing. Turn to your neighbor and say, yet believing. You rejoice. You rejoice. I can't do that for you. You rejoice. Is a we joy unspeakable? No, there, there, there are levels to joy. There is joy speakable. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, guess to a point. You can't speak it again. <laughs> joy unspeakable. Ooh, pumped with joy. But I say that joy is not an ordinary joy. Full. Of glory. Lift up your two hands and begin to rejoice. Everybody under the sound of my voice. You feel full this morning. You just feel full. Faith is. 
Faith conceives. Faith sees. Faith speaks. Faith dares the impossible. It acts based on its conviction. Faith considers not. Faith expects patiently. Faith rejoices. In this month of the kingdom of God, anything you need accessed, make sure you access the treasures with this code. Make sure all these night parts are in your code. Take that code, approach the kingdom, and I see your destiny opening up to you in this season. I say, I see your destiny opening up to you in this season. Can I prophesy over somebody this morning? I say, I see your destiny opening up to you in this season. You've been banging the door before, but now you go get the key. Is somebody listening to me? You go get the key. Set it right. If we serve a potent God, we must not be impotent. If we serve a powerful God, we cannot afford a powerless life. If we serve the Most High God, we cannot afford a low life. If we serve a God with whom all things are possible, we cannot afford a life of impossibility. How can a big God have tiny children? The gene of greatness runs in the family. <laughs> you belong to a household full of people that do the impossible. The God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Daniel, David, Solomon. Esther, Ruth, Paul, Peter, Deborah, and a bunch of them. If he's your God, then you must turn your world upside down. These are the last days. The mountains of the house of the Lord must be raised above every other mountain. Eels must submit to this mountain. And nations must flow into it. No more mediocrity. No more low lives. This is the era of trailblazers. This is the season of pace setters. This is the golden age of the church. This is your time to shine. Stop the religion. Let's get into action. Stop the nonsense. Engage God by faith. It's time to deliver the impossible. <laughs> it's time to see the invisible and do the impossible. It's time to manifest God. It's time to stop walking as mere men. You are partakers of his divine nature. 
But that nature is only expressible by faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. It's time to please God in our generation. It's time for exploit. I need you express. Everything locked up in you, let it out. You must not die ordinary. You must break records. You must do what has been said cannot be done. Because you have an active partnership with an invisible God. You are qualified for the impossible. Did you get blessed this morning? Are you stand up for manifestation? This is the time of the kingdom. Let's represent the kingdom. If we are children of light, then they must see the light. The world must see the light. Things are dark out there. It's a gross darkness shall cover the people. It's covering the people. But you bear the light. Let that light shine. Let the world see your kingdom. It's your time. It's your season. It's your turn. Wake up, friends. It's time to use the code of faith. And shock your world. For behold, I am the children whom the Lord has given me are for signs and wonders. Oh, I feel God in this place this afternoon. Lift those hands up and begin to pray in the Holy The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries, please write 3323 West Summit Road, Chicago, Illinois 60623. Visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message. And remember, where the word of a king is, there's power.